Damn, guys, I am so heated right now. I didn't even turn on the lights for this podcast. I didn't even have my podcast lights going. Heated from multiple re- I'm, You guys are about to hear a very detailed story of the massive harassment that I've been facing at my apartment complex, which, because of all this, uh, is a huge reason that by every bone in my fucking body does not want to live in an apartment in Miami because... There's just so many more people in these apartment complexes. And uh, uh, I just, after my experience, like I used to really love this place. And I guess somewhere I still do. But what this specific person has done to me for the past seven or eight months got me pissed off. You can hear it. You can hear it. I'm pissed. And then uh, I want to get into uh, uh, Miami, my Miami move and something very unfortunate happened, uh, yesterday with that. So now I'm in like a weird limbo spot, but it all has to do with these fucking apartments. First of all, I just want to start by saying the reason I don't want to live in, the reason I'm in a high rise in St. Louis is because there's not many high rises in St. Louis, but there's the reason I don't want to live in a high rise in Miami is because it seems to be only high rises in Miami. Try, I'm trying to, they, with night, with most people, unhappy and most people failing at what they want to what they want to do in life I, I i generally attack life the opposite of whatever the most people do because my chances are way higher of me being happy and doing what i actually want to do in life if i just don't follow what 90 percent of people do and 90 percent of people who move to miami live in an apartment if you live in an apartment in miami or just live in an apartment in general i'm not trying to talk hate i'm just speaking from my own personal uh thing and a lot of weird things have been happening to me lately with timing. There has been, uh, starting uh, um, like the beginning of January, the weirdest things have been happening with time. Like there are things that just keep happening where it's the odds of this happening at this time are impossible. It's almost impossible. But anyway, let me guys, some of you guys have like heard me talk about the front desk lady at my apartment here. And again, it's a, it's my fit. In my opinion, it's the best apartment complex in St. Louis. But this one lady has dampered this thing so much, and I'm about to give you guys the entire detailed explanation because I know some of you have been asking like, how, what's the update on it and stuff, and you hear me talk about it on the Instagram live because I used to have an update all the time, so I started avoiding her. But basically, this is what happened. Okay, so I moved back here after I went to Colorado, and they had a new front desk lady. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, she's friendly. And then we got on really good terms. Every time I go down there, we'd have a good time talking with each other. And then, like, I was ordering, like, many Amazon packages. So every day I was getting, like, four or five packages. And about a month and a half into it, she goes, uh, geez, like, you have a lot of packages. And first of all, this lady's 65, I think, 65. Or she's 60-something. She's, like, an older woman for sure. That's just important for the story. And um, she's like, you get a lot of packages. What do you do? I'm like, oh, well, I do like e-commerce and like uh, YouTube and stocks and like affiliate marketing and stuff. And then, boom, every single thing changed from that day forward, starting like literally that second. Because her response, I was picking up my illuminated keyboard and her response to that was, oh, so when are you going to buy me one of these then? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, and then I just went upstairs. I didn't think anything of it. Uh, next time I went down to get a package, um, she goes, so when are you going to buy me something? 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be funny, like, if I, like, did. Because this is when I was still, like, friendly with her. I like, oh, that'd be funny if I did that, right? If, I, if like, on the two, I put four concierge. Uh, and she's like, yeah, um, my shoe size is eight and a half or a nine. And I like, and then she listed the, the brands she liked. And I was like, okay. And then I walked away. And then now I'm like, this doesn't really feel like a, feel like a joke anymore. So a couple days pass and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down. Like, I'm not like feeling like I'm feeling just a slightly weird about these interactions now, nothing compared to what I do now. So, and you guys want to see the downfall of this entire thing. So I go down there a third time. This is probably the next week. And she's like, what's that ring you got right there? And I go, oh yeah, this is the aura ring. So like, it's really cool. It's like, it tracks your activity. I pull up the app because I was friendly with her at the time. I'm like, Look how cool this is. Like you can pull up the activities. You can see, you know, how long you slept and then compiles it into a mental readiness score. And like I use it every day. It's life changing. She's like, how much are they? And I go, they're $400. And she goes, so when are you going to buy me one? And I was like, at this point now, I don't even know what to say because it's like, this is no longer a joke anymore, is it? This lady actually thinks that she's going to take advantage of this stupid kid who probably, who no one probably has ever trying to take advantage of him before. And now I see my opportunity to take advantage of him, use him and for, for whatever I want, manipulate him into buying me things. I go, I, okay, I got to go. So then I left. Okay. Fourth time. Now I'm, I'm starting to feel a little weird about, about, about this. Okay. So the fourth time I go to get my package because I need some of these packages. Like I, when I moved in, I needed it like that day, depending on like, maybe I needed to do my laundry and I had to get the tie pods and I did not know her schedule yet. At this point, I had to figure out the schedule out later to, uh, literally plan my day around avoiding this person. And so, and, and at this point people might be asking, Scott, how come you didn't, uh, submit this to the the front de- I mean the uh the property managers why didn't you file a complaint it's like okay I've been at this building for a while and I know how difficult it is to fill this specific time slot I'm worried that if I bring it up because things are already awkward now I'm worried if I bring it up and they don't fire her which I don't think they would actually do at this point what what's about to happen because guys just like I'm gonna report her after I'm done with this podcast for the first time and we're going to see what happens. I'm going to make it very clear to them to not even bring it up to her if you're not going to fire her because I don't want to report her and then it'll be a hundred times more awkward as it already is. But um, back to the story, at this point, it's basically becoming harassment. Um, I go down again the fifth time. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the fourth time uh, again and uh, fourth or fifth time. She goes, hey, you know I'm getting married next uh, in two weeks, right? And I go, oh, really? No, I didn't. Congratulations. Where are you getting married at? And then we talk a little bit about that. And then she goes, you know, it would look really great against uh, next to that wedding band is if you bought me that aura ring so I could wear it right next to her. I think that would look really good. And then I was just like, okay. And then that's when I walked away. I'm going to pull up these details really quick. So, um... That's when I walked away, and this is when, after that wedding ring comment, that's when I started becoming very, very uncomfortable because now it's this blatant harassment. There's no joking around anymore. You are asking me to buy you. You're asking a resident to buy you things, 
And it's like, okay, I get it. I'm a kid, but don't fucking treat me like a kid. Like I'm, I, I'm not saying this like fucking, I have like one of the most expensive apartments in the, in the building and I'm getting treated as if I'm a guest or, or something. But anyway, that's when I stopped going down and guys, this is when it starts to get crazier because now she's like, it seems like she starts to get desperate for uh, me, for me trying to get me manipulated. So I decide I, okay, I figured out her schedule. It's only in the afternoons. Um, Seven like seven thirty to three thirty, Monday through Friday, I can avoid that. I'll be able to avoid that. Uh, it's going to be a little weird because I won't be able to go through the lobby, and if I have a friend come over at midday, I'd have to sneak him in through the side door, which I ended up having to do. So I avoided her for three weeks, and then this is when I started getting into trading, like options trading seriously. So this is when I needed to go down and get my keyboard. I believe not my keyboard, um, the mouse. I didn't have my mouse yet, so now I have my mouse. And I needed it because I needed to start uh, options trading that day. So I'm like, I really don't want to go down, talk to this lady, but I do need the key, the the mouse. So I'll just like get in, get out. So I go down. Oh yeah, okay. Hold on, let me fill you in. So these three weeks, I these initial first three weeks, I avoided her. I um I can pull up the emails too to prove this. This lady started getting so desperate that she started emailing me things such as. Hey, I got your packages in today. You need to come get these right now. Or even better, hey, your pa- hey, you have packages waiting for you in the mailroom. If you're not here within the next three days, I'm going to send them back to return. <laughs> you're going to send them back, my little packages? Like they, Guys, they have a massive room for packages. And yet, I'm the one getting these emails. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I've ordered for three weeks, but I need that mouse. So I go down and get the mouse. I get it. I'm walking away and she goes, wait, hold on. Where are you going? And I'm like, I actually need to get like the markets are open. I need to get back. And she's like, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let me, I need to ask you a question. I'm like, oh, what is it? And then she goes, uh, when are you going to have something for me to do to make money? And I was like, I mean, I have a drop shipping course that you, that you can take. You can look it up, simplify. It. And then she's like, no, 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 not that. I'm talking about like, when are you going to have something for like where you pay me money and then I do it for the money. And I go, I don't have any employees. Everything I do is by myself. Uh, I need to get back to the markets. And then she tried it. And I go, no, I'm gone, okay? So, guys, I get heated when I talk about this, okay? Um, So then let me see where... uh, Okay, so now this is... So now is when I hardcore start to try to avoid this lady. And I hope you guys see why I'm a kind of a closed off person when it comes to new people. It's because you would not, I mean, you guys would be pretty surprised how many people act like this. Not asking me to buy them things necessarily, but asking me to teach them things, constantly hitting me up just because they know someone that I know. They expect me to like give up my time and all this it's a very frustrating thing for sure, but to be this harassed in my own building is crazy. And I hope this isn't coming off as me complaining. I hope this is, I'm worth telling this story because I need to get it out as well. I think it's a pretty fucking entertaining story and a kind of a, a look into my life uh, of why I am the way I am, I guess. But uh, let me see what happens next. Okay, so I successfully now avoided her for like three or four months. Like, I am sneaking friends through the side door. If I need to, if I need to walk out and go somewhere outdoors between those hours, I can get off on the the first parking like uh, level, 
I can walk down the steps and then go out the side door. And then if I have a friend over, I can do that. But then I got to hold the door open with like a can or something because it auto locks. And then I can let them in through there. Or if I go out, I have to go through the back door and then get through the service elevator in order to get to my fucking room. And this is why I hate apartments, guys. This is horrible. Um, so I successfully avoided for a couple months. And then one of my friends comes over at like noon or something. She was like in the area and just want to stop and say hello. And... Um, I go, okay, when you get here, let me know. I'll come to the side door to get you. And she gets here and she goes in the lobby and says, I'm here to see Scott Hilsey. And I'm like, no, like just I'll meet me outside. I'll pick you up or I'll, I'll let you through the side door. Okay. It's the side door. And it's like right between peel, uh, right between these two places. I describe it. I get it. Okay. I walk down and I see her and I'm like, what did she say to you? Like, I already know that there was something said. What did she say to you? And she's like, well, I mean, she asked me to ask you when you were going to buy her that ring. And I go, oh, my God. So now it's just like because I'm a stupid kid uh, who's never, ever had. No, I'm sure no one's ever tried to take advantage of him before. Now she's asking my guests that are coming in to see me to tell me to buy her things because she hasn't seen me. This is a three-month gap, guys, okay? So (laughs) a week after that. Actually, it was around that time. Okay, so this one time I'm pulling in and it's like 3.30 and I look at the clock and I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Like I just pulled into the electric parking spot, but I pulled in, I didn't back in, luckily. As I pulled in, I noticed that she was in her car across the way. So I pull in, I'm about to open my door when I see her car come up and park directly behind me, blocking me in. Now we're at a weird standstill. I'm not getting out of my car at all. Guys, this is the front desk lady. I'm not getting out of my car at all. She has me blocked in where I can't even reverse if I wanted to. And she waits there and waits there and waits there and waits there a good two to three minutes. And I am not budging. I am not moving. Okay. Eventually she drives away. Okay, good. Two weeks after that. I am feeling great. It's the now this is like two or three weeks into the new year. No, this is like no, I'm sorry, this is like two day two weeks into the new year. I'm feeling great. I go grocery shopping. I give back again. I'm a dumbass. Got back at 3 30. I pull into my spot. I'm not paying attention. I get out of my car and all of a sudden from across the parking lot I hear, You don't love me anymore. And I go, What? She goes, You don't love me anymore. You never come and see me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I've been trading in the stocks. I generally have to trade stocks 8 a.m. until 3 p.m., which I, I, I mean, 4 p.m., which ironically is her exact hour. So that was my excuse I was given for not coming to the lobby anymore. And then she goes, but you're doing good? And again, I haven't seen this lady in three or four months. She goes, but you're doing good, right? And I go, yeah, I've never been better. And then you, know, you go, guess what she said, guys? You know you never bought me that ring, right? Boom, 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 boom. Right to it again. Right to it again, okay? And it's just like I'm beyond frustrated because I just have a feeling, and we're about to see after this, that if I report this lady, and and again, if you're a property manager at this building, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me for this because this lady deserves to be definitely fired, And if you don't fire her and you see this and you get mad about it, sorry, this is a good story. This is a good story, you know. Um, 
anyway, that was a little off topic, but I really like the property managers here, to be honest with everybody. I really like them. I just do not like this lady at all. Like, I really despise this lady now because of this harassment. Um, and again, okay, so now after that happened, nothing happened really until I think I think something else happened, but I can't remember exactly sure. But now it brings us to today. And this is why I'm a bit heated. You know, this is why I didn't want the lights on, so I wasn't sweating. It's why I turned off my heating, even though it's cold out. Because I got big heated today. So, uh, weird, like, things have just been disappearing around me. I actually had this one um, thing happen where, uh, where, like, I came back from Colorado. My Nintendo Switch was in my backpack. Two weeks passed, and then I got to go to Miami. And before I went to Miami, I took the Nintendo Switch out of my backpack in this room, set it on the table so I could fit the mics in. So I definitely took the Switch out so I could fit, fit the mics in. I 100% remember doing that. I go to Miami, I come back uh, a couple days after being in, uh, look for the switch, and I can't find it. I scour the entire apartment. This is, cannot be found anywhere. Anywhere, okay? I, ha- I have a couple friends come over. We can't find it anywhere. Things are just disappearing, okay? So I message the, the property managers, and, you know, they're like, uh, where's the they, – no one's been turning the switch or whatever, I'm like, I, this is weird. I can't. Has anyone been in my room? They go, no. I go, this is strange because I would have heard something drop out if I somehow brought it somewhere, which I didn't. I left it in here, and I would have definitely found it by now because it's in a large case. And so the next week, they message me, and they're like, did you ever find that switch? And I go, no. And they go, well, someone turned it into the concierge. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's perfect. Um let me go. Let me go get it. They they wouldn't tell me who turned it in. They wouldn't tell me what day they they turned it in. All I know is they somehow found it in the parking lot. They can't just find that in the parking lot. Like I, first of all, I would have heard it. I never took it out. It, I would have heard it if it fell out. And I remember taking it out in here. And I definitely didn't bring it to Florida because I didn't have space. But someone found it in the parking lot. And turned it in the concierge. So I went down to get it. And ironically, again, weird timing. I I, mean, I could make this whole podcast about the weird timing things that have happened lately. Right when I open my door, my neighbor across the, the way opens her door and uh, and they go and I get on the elevator and I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. Um, uh, I'm my switch went missing and apparently someone turned it in. And I told her the story that I just told you guys and her jaw dropped because she's like, this is super weird because we went to Colorado and when we came back. All of our uh, sound system equipment had been changed, like the wires had been changed, and they said they set it up in a specific way, and yet somehow someone's in there changing it. So at this point, I get an eerie feeling. I'm pretty sure my apartment's compromised. I'm pretty sure this whole corner's compromised, especially since that one lady, uh, I mean, I think I told that story before on this podcast, but she walked into my apartment at like 2 a.m., um, I'm pretty sure this apartment's compromised, so that's why I'm, I'm excited to get out of here, because Things are literally disappearing. But uh, anyway, my the reason I tell the story is because my like parking pass kind of like disappeared. I have no clue where this would have went. I looked everywhere. No big deal, right? Um, and so I go and I'm not even going to get into this. There's a subsidiary story that I could get into, but I'm not going to get into this. But I go, I, I in order to get out, I can't get out of the without the the pass, which I lost, the card, I should call it, the parking card. I can't get in or out of the garage. So 
I go in, I try to buzz in, they won't let me in. Luckily, the guy behind me lets me in. Coming out, same thing. But this was this morning. I'd, I came out to hit the gym. And coming back, I'm like, well, fuck. I definitely can't go uh, into the parking garage because I would have to call up the concierge to let me in. And if I talk to this lady, she's going to ask me to buy her something. I guarantee it. Even if it's just at the gate, she's going to say like, hey, I'll let you up when you buy me the ring or something like that. I just know that's going to happen, okay? So I did this whole ordeal where I go and I park on the street and then I get my heavy-ass groceries and then I walk around the building and then I go through the back door and then I get on the service elevator and I wait like three minutes for the service elevator. Weird timing shit, guys. Here it goes. Three minutes waiting on the service elevator. The service elevator also opens to the lobby and there's three elevators in the lobby. But with the service elevator, you don't have to go into the lobby. So that's why I like this one. I'm waiting because I know she's working. The door opens up, and who walks in but some guy and the front desk lady who's been harassing me. And guess what happens? She's ringing him up to um, whatever room he needs to get to, which they won't do for me and my guests, which is a whole other topic. That's what I was talking about before when I didn't really – there's a subsidiary story. They don't – it seems like a lot of these people are letting – older guests up but when it comes to me like a younger person they're not letting my younger guests up i gotta go down and get them because quote unquote covid so I, she gets on the elevator so does the guy and the guy goes okay that's all i really needed because she's letting them up to the ninth floor right and she goes instead of gets off she goes and pre- now she pretends like she's going to the roof because i'm on the 25th floor and now it's now we're in a, a spot where like, okay, this guy's gonna get off the ninth floor and it's just gonna be me and her. Prime for harassment, right? She did not even wait that long, guys. Ding, 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 ding. We're on the seventh floor, about to hit the ninth. You know what she says? Oh, what'd you do? You buy me some groceries over there? I go, what? She goes, Did you buy me some groceries? The ninth floor opens, guys, and I just walk off. I just walk the fuck off. And here's where the timing thing, guys. I wish I could just get into every weird fucking timing thing that has happened to me in the past two months. It's bizarre, okay? This is when it gets bizarre. I'm so mad I'm shaking because I can't believe this lady's keep endlessly harassment, Okay. I get off the ninth floor. I go into the firewell. I walk up now with my heavy-ass groceries to the 10th floor. I wait about 60 seconds, and then I hit up. So that, again, when you hit up on elevator, it only catches uh, things that are going up. I hit up on the elevator. And just remember, guys, she had 25 and the roof up, okay? I hit up on the elevator. About 20 seconds pass by, and the left elevator opens, and who's in the elevator but her and some other guy? I can hear her in there. How did that happen? Because she would have had somehow, just to lay this out completely, in order for her, in order for that to have happened, she would have had to either go to the 25th floor and the roof then go down all the way to the ground floor, then go up and be on the path towards going up for that to have happened because I was going up too and it wouldn't have, it would not have stopped an elevator going down if I was getting an elevator going up. 
So my theory is maybe, I don't know. I think she was definitely trying to catch me in the elevator because what could have happened was that because she was pretending that she was going to the roof, she actually did get off on the ninth floor and then went down and then got someone else to bring back up, which would be the only explanation for me get, getting caught in the 10th floor with her. And so now it's just like, okay, I've waited long enough to report this lady. I've waited long enough to go deep in this story for everybody. This lady deserves to get fired. And next podcast, you guys are going to know if she got fired or not. Because I'm about to make it very clear to the property managers. Do not bring this up to her at all unless you're going to fire her. And if you don't fire her, like I may have to even, I contact the, the actual owner's um, the actual property management company of this building because for anybody to tell me that this lady doesn't deserve to get fired for the treat that the way she's treated me, just this dumb kid that she can probably just take advantage of and he would have no clue. You guys can go fuck yourself if you say that to me. Um, but that's the story of why I definitely don't want to live in Miami. I mean, um, an apartment in Miami among other things, like I said, 97% of people who move to Miami seem to move into one of those high rises. And then like, I don't know. I, I don't like the high rises. You got to deal with a lot of people. I can't get a pet. Uh, I got to deal with the concierges or whatever. I got to just deal with other people's bullshit. I got to deal with people making noise complaints on me. I got to deal with making noise complaints on them. And ultimately I'll like, when I look at the Miami skyline, it's a beautiful skyline, but it just looks like a bunch of sardine cans stock, stacked on top of each other. Every single unit. Like, I, why would I want to live in an apartment building when I could own the apartment building and then own my own house? Where right when I walk into the, the place I supposedly live, like my quote-unquote home, they're already telling me <coughs> how, to, how to dress. Put on a mask. You know, put on a shirt. I obviously don't. But if I want to walk into my home without a shirt, I want to be able to, you know. Uh, I don't, or having to wait for the elevator, just any of that. I don't want it. I want to be able to walk into my home and actually feel like a home, not feel like this controlled environment with all these rules and regulations with all these people. And then I'm just trying to get into my little sardine can. I, that cannot be me. And so this is like this fucking killed me the other day yesterday actually i found the perfect place finally it was a beautiful townhouse in mid beach like finally the rent was a bit expensive for sure it's 4900 a month or maybe it was 4800 i think it was 4800 a month but it was beautiful it was like a two bedroom with an office with a rooftop with a private rooftop where nobody could see you just full of greenery beautiful interior design gorgeous outside um no elevator, like no, like you walk into your front door, you walk into one door only and that's your own door. And it's been so long since I've been able to do that since uh, 1733 in LA actually. And so for those of you who don't know, or th those of you who are like, you know, Hey, I, I have a realtor who can help you out. Listen, I'm dealing right now. I'm working with four to five different realtors. I'm checking four websites every single day, multiple times a day to find these listings. And so on Thursday, on Friday, I checked apartments.com and I saw a new listing and I saw this listing, this townhouse. I'm like, wow, this is a great place. So I emailed the listing agent as, I mean, I messaged the listing agent as well as my own realtor to look into it. And so listing agent said there was an offer on the table already. And again, this is in 24 hours. 
And my realtor said, that's not the truth, but we can schedule a, a tour. And I'm like, okay, let's schedule a virtual tour on Sunday at 3 p.m., which was yesterday. And I'm so hyped, guys. I'm like, I had now it, I have my heart set. I'm like, this is the one for sure. I love this place. I can get a dog finally. The first, I've been wanting a dog more than anything in this world for 20 years, and I can finally get a dog at this place. I'm going to be right next to the beach. I'm not going to be another sardine in a big sardine can. No matter how big you, the sardine can is, you're, it's just a sardine living where these big-ass apartments. I'm not going to have to wait. I'm not going to deal with a potential harassment from the front desk. I'm not going to have to ask permission to get my packages. I'm not going to ask permission to let someone up. I'm not going to have to ever... Uh, hear other people's noise or have people complain about my noise, potentially since it's a townhouse. Uh, I'm finally going to be living the way I want to live where I can just open my door with my dog and take him on a walk. Or I can just open my door, lay down the skateboard and hit the beach. Uh, I'm, and I start, I'm, my big, I was so dumb. I started screenshotting pictures of it, sending it to all my friends. I'm like, I found the place finally. I'm looking to sign it on Sunday. Like I get the, uh, the I get the FaceTime on Sunday. Here we go. Like I'm so happy. This is like perfect timing. This is perfect timing. I've never liked a place this much. And I was even telling the realtor, like, this is the one. This is the one. So my FaceTime tour was scheduled at 3 p.m. And then we were going to submit an offer after that. At 1 p.m., apparently some guy came out of nowhere, took the tour in person because he's in Miami, and took it like that. Immediately signed the, the lease. I, I mean, I mean, I messaged my realtor. What can we do? I messaged the listing agent. I was like, can we, can I put in a bigger offer? And he goes, sorry, the offer has been accepted, but he did say the lease has not been signed. So I've been like, you guys know how I feel about manifestation. People talk about manifestation. That's bullshit. I've just been really feeling, trying, I've just been mentally living in that place for a couple days now, especially last night. I was like really, really upset last night that um, I potentially missed out on this place. So I was just like literally living in that place. I was picturing myself with the dog. I was picturing myself walking around. Mid-Beach is the best place in Miami to live. Um, no one can tell me any different. Mid-Beach is amazing. I was just there already, and I, I was already at this place. I'm already in the door. I'm already have my office set up on that rooftop because it was, it was, it was an office surrounded with like a 270-degree glass view into this um, greenery where the the outdoor area is too I was I'm already there um and we apparently the person's supposed to sign the lease today and we'll see what happens with that it'd be cool if I check my phone right now and like the real estate agent's like yeah da, da, da. uh they didn't sign you can come or they couldn't disapply the die payment but now I'm 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 feeling like if I end up in an apartment, I am going to, like, it's not even end up in an apartment. It's if I settle with an apartment, I'm just not going to be that happy. I like Miami a lot, don't get it wrong, but I'm not that happy that I'm moving there, to be honest. I'm moving there because the state tax issue, the the Florida, the, the way Florida's um, governor is handling this, this virus, uh... And just all my friends are moving there, but everything I've ever wanted and everything I've ever like knew I could get is still waiting for me in LA. I know that, but it's just not a viable option right now. It's not a happy place to be paying all that money 
in state tax, paying all that money in sales tax just to be more limited than almost anywhere in the country besides New York City on what you can do on a daily basis is not worth it to me at all. And so when I'm moving to Miami, I'm like, the reason this place is so symbolic because I'm like, at least I'm going to actually live in a place I enjoy. I don't like these high rises. I've been in all these high rises. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. I feel like a sardine in a sardine can in those high rises. Unless you're like uh, whatever, Ronaldo or whatever, who bought like the top of a high rise, like the entire top. That's a little different if you own the entire top. But if you just have just another unit or it's like in the Echo, they have like these huge penthouses. That's a little different, but just like a two-bedroom apartment. I'm going to feel like just another clone in Miami. And like when I'm in Miami, I see so many clones. It's just like so many people trying to impress the next with no, with very little content of character. I'm, I'm not generalizing people in Miami, but everybody can see the flex culture that's going on down there. The flex culture is real down there. And so like, it's, I just see it all the time. People will move into a high rise and then it's, oh, I'm, let me be very clear. It, there was nothing wrong with moving into a high rise or an apartment or anything. I'm explaining it for me. But what there is something wrong is when people get extra cocky and they try to like do this weird flexing. Like it, I'm not saying flexing in the sense of like taking pictures of where they live. I'm just saying like people will move into a high rise and then they'll start speaking like they're fucking uh, uh, who's the guy who pulled in $400 million? The, Tony Robbins. All of a sudden... So they move into a high rise and they think they're Tony Robbins, like showing off the view. And they're like, see guys, you can get this. This is the type of life that you can accomplish too. And just stuff like that. It's like, dude, you are living in a sardine can. I don't, I have every bone in my body guys. And I don't know if it's, and I'm sure honestly, it has something to do with the way uh, the story I began this podcast with about just the harassment that I've been facing at these apartments and just like the lack of security and the lack of privacy, not security, but the lack of privacy that I've been facing. I just feel like a, a clone. If I, and I'm going to settle. And then if I settle on an apartment, what else am I going to settle for? Like this this unit, this, this townhouse was the shit. It was the spot. I know it. And everyone says things happen for a reason, but this one did not feel that way. And usually I usually feel that way. This one did not feel this way. This feels like a part of my... A part of my potential future just got ripped from me. And now I'm just stuck in limbo again. I was talking to Human today. And he's like, why don't you just get an Airbnb while you look at places? I'm like, guys, in the past four years, I've lived in 12 different places. I've lived in 12 different places in the past four years. That's an average of three places a year. I am so tired of jumping around. I am so, so tired of jumping around and doing all this and loading up my stuff and moving and signing leases and paying all this money for different rents and different places. I just want a place I can call my home. But how the fuck am I ever going to call an apartment my home when that's not my home? How the fuck am I ever going to call an apartment my home when I got to wear a mask just to enter my home for the other residents? And this... Like, how the fuck am I going to call my home if I got to come down to get my friends when they want to come up 
but other guests who aren't young as young as me have to can their guests can come up freely like i had that uh happen the other day like my friend was waiting down there the other front desk lady said that she had to wait for me to come down but then an older guy came in and she let him up and like it was a guest and everything for sure uh it's just uh it's just annoying this is really annoying and so i'm i'm working on it like i'm working on it i am thinking so po- i'm trying to think as positively as possible about this Miami move i thought for sure i had it all settled and now i'm just getting more anxious than ever because i'm like you know, I move, I'm supposed to move. I only have three more weeks left on this lease, guys, and I do not have a place to live in Miami, but I'm going there. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going there. I just can't allow myself to become another sardine in sardine land. Like, that's what I was saying when I look at that skyline. I just, all, all I see is sardine land with a whole lot of sardine cans. <laughs> that's a bar. Sardine land with a whole lot of sardine cans. So, like, in a place like L.A., I wanted to be in a high-rise. There was a place called 10,000, ironically, because that's generally where the rent started. Like, even for a one-bedroom, it was, like, $7,500 a month plus utilities. But in terms of high-rises in the good areas, like Hollywood's a shitty area. Um, Koreatown, downtown, they're all shitty areas. Like, a high-rise in a good location, there's really only one, um, and that is in Beverly Hills at the 10,000. And so I wanted to live at the 10,000 because guess what? How many people do you know? It's the same reason I want to go to Antarctica. How many people do you guys know right now? I bet maybe not even one person watching this knows one person who's ever been to Antarctica personally. I want to be that one person that you all know personally who's been to Antarctica. So in LA, I wanted to be that I wanted to be the one in an elevated playing uh, an elevated uh, surface such as a high rise because I know that 90% of people there aren't happy or like it's, it's 97 or something that 97% of people aren't happy with their lives and doing things they don't want to do. So why the fuck would I do what everyone else is doing? Getting a house, getting a low elevated place. I want to be up there. But when I'm seeing in Miami where everybody's going up there, everyone's getting in these high rises. I don't want to be like them. I want to be, I want to be down on the ground. I want to be in a house. I uh, ideally, but a, a decent house is going to run you like nine thousand, ten thousand a month in Miami, or you can get a, a nice high-rise apartment for like twenty-five hundred a month, for a reason, for a reason. So I'm figuring it out. Like it's unfortunate because now that I've dis- now that I discovered that place, like every time I'm looking at these other places, I'm just comparing it, and now my expectations for a spot are so fucking high. And also, this is the seventh or eighth time that this has happened to me where uh, someone will just sweep it out from under me. But this was one that I actually allowed my heart to go and get after. And that's my mistake. I shouldn't. First of all, it's my mistake that I just didn't sign it that Friday when I originally, like if I would just put in an offer that day, but I got greedy and I even thought about maybe we should come in with a lower offer. My dumb ass, uh, my dumb ass should have just signed it that day and I would have been so happy right now. But now I'm just f- so anxious. Like, I'm getting so anxious, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just really don't want to end up in an apartment and just be like everybody else because I'll just feel like everybody else if I end up in those apartments. And before you give me and before you give me hate about, Scott, you shouldn't be so anti-apartment. Or, Scott, why don't you just buy a house or anything like that? These are just my... You can't get mad at me for my personal experiences and my personal preferences just because you might be insecure about yours. That's all I'm going to say. 
because you, if you get mad at me because I'm talking shit on apartments, you got something going on inside that you really got to fix because if you like your apartment, why does it matter what I think about what I think about apartments myself? So just that's just something to keep in mind. But um, guys, we will see. This is a I'm I'm feeling so awkward every day because like like I'm going to Destin this weekend, and it's just like I don't know I don't know Miami's such a hot spot right now that I really hope like I've said multiple times on this podcast that I'm not just gonna not just gonna settle because I'm not gonna change who I am and every part of my body is saying. I don't want to go back into an apartment with shared amenities, with shared front desks, with shared packaging systems, with shared elevators, and and all that. So that is where I'm at right now, and that's where I'm at mentally. I hope you guys like that that update because I never really got that big of detail uh, into um what's been going on with this front desk like it's insanely horrific and then i gotta literally tell this entire story to the management team in like an hour and a half so uh, i haven't done this in a while but i'm gonna go through and i'm gonna check out some of these emails that you guys gave me again advice from scott at gmail.com you guys can ask me any questions but Technical, like, you don't ask me any stock analysis questions. Don't ask me any stock questions. Don't ask me any dropshipping questions. It should be a more broad question, like literally anything but technical questions. So let me see what this guy says. Okay. Okay. Super into ancient Egypt medicine and technology as well. On top of that, do you think Atlantis was real? Or do you think there are civilizations underwater? For sure. Thank you for this question. This is an interesting one. So I'll start with the ancient, uh, my opinion on the ancient Egyptian medicine and technology. I'm not too aware of what the ancient Egyptians did with, uh, in terms of medicine. I knew they're, they're on some another level. But in terms of technology, in a lot of the Egyptian hieroglyphs, you'll see the tuning fork. Like the tuning fork was extremely important to them. And the theory is that it was important to them because they found out that by making tuning forks that put out a certain frequency, they could levitate any object whatsoever with the frequencies that it was uh, projecting towards that that object. And that would make a lot of sense. Like, there's, there's a lot of things that don't make sense, like how every um, pyramid is lined up with a certain star and how it's, like, perfectly 90. I think it's off by one degree, the angles, 90 one degrees or, or something like that each angle and then it seems like it was built top to bottom because the bricks at the top are getting a are getting dated at an older time than the bricks in the bottom which doesn't make any sense i mean a newer time wait old older time than the bricks at the bottom so it seems like it was built top to bottom so there's a lot of theories going on that the in order for them to make this so precise to be set in a precise location and built so precisely that it was built in the fourth dimension and then superimposed into the third. Because they say in the fourth dimension, there is no gravity. There is no limitations. It's your thoughts are the reality. It's like the ultimate manifestation. But again, manifestation is bullshit. Uh, actually, 
learn about some real fucking principles of the universe, motherfucker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they would they would actually be able to turn their thoughts into reality in the fourth dimension and superimpose them. And, th- and I'm not just pulling this information out of my ass. You guys can look on YouTube for the hidden history of the universe. This is all written by the Egyptian god. Um, I don't know if he's a god or a ruler, Egyptian ruler Ra. But uh, they found all this information on 18,000 stone tablets uh, that was buried under the Grand Pyramid, the Great Pyramid or whatever it's called. All this information was buried um, on these hieroglyphs. And some people say it's a satire or just like folklore. Uh, I meant more, uh, not satire, but folklore. But some people think it's real. So it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Atlantis next there because in these tablets what they described was that, okay, so everybody knows the Bermuda Triangle, Amelia Earhart type shit where ships just go missing, planes go missing, a lot go missing in that little uh, Bermuda area. The theory is that the Bermuda Triangle is actually where Atlantis was before it sank. And, if, and at, I mean, there's a lot of logical thinkers out there who are too logical and they're thinking like, Scott, oh, shoot, I need to put my food away in a second. I forgot I left that out. They're thinking like, yeah, but Scott, uh, there's no evidence for this. It's like, okay, there's no, there may be no evidence for this, but you can't really just explain the way that all these cultures talked about that there was a place called Atlantis. And the theory is, and this is written on the tablets, that Atlantis was home of the first humans. I'm not sure what they called the, oh, the indigo children. And uh, they all lived on this big, basically, utopia on this island. And it was called Atlantis, of course. So the downfall of Atlantis, and this is the story. People can think I'm crazy, and there's no reason to even argue with me because I'm just regurgitating. Argue with the Egyptians if you want. Just go look up the video, and you can see deeply. But it kind of makes sense. Um, the So Mars used to be civilized. It used to have a bunch of people in it, but it was a different breed of, of person. Well, you got the indigo children who are mostly, I believe, left brain, like female brain, where they're loving, compassion, uh, nurturing, all that. That was the indigo children on Atlantis. But then you had the Martians on Mars who were very right brain. I might have gotten those switched. I'm not sure. But very dominant, very logical, like very control, like uh, power oriented. You had these two very different people, okay? And... They ended up like getting in war with themselves in Marsh in, in, in Mars and they blew their atmosphere away, which is why it froze over into dust. And the th- and the tablets say that the Martians produce something called a Merkaba. And a Merkaba allows you to travel anywhere in in all of space, basically. As far as I know, it's a Merkaba. It's actually the Jewish symbol is what a Merkaba looks like, uh, ironically, like the uh, tri- triangle and the upside down triangle. And so when you pass through this Merkaba, you, you can like whoever concocts the Merkaba, it's like very ancient technology and only few can do it. You can divert whoever goes through there to wherever. And so where it says in these, ta- in these Egyptian tablets they found was that the Martians went through this Merkaba and ended up in Atlantis on on in the um, on Earth, and so when they came, of course, they're very right brain and power driven. So they try to take over, but they were outnumbered like one to eight or something, one to ten. So they can't just take over when they're severely outnumbered. 
And so there was there was this thing that happened where you know they were they were living together but not happily but then what really broke it was there was uh, there was this like huge asteroid coming towards earth and they saw it coming and so what the martians wanted to do was send use their laser technology to shoot the the comet that was coming the asteroid and blow it to pieces but the the indigo children were saying no 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 we can't do that uh we must let what be what will be will be essentially but the martians didn't listen to them so they they shot this laser right at the asteroid the asteroid blew up and then pieces um started imploding and hit in atlantis which completely uh, started drowning atlantis now this is that's just all i know i'd have to re relook into everything again that's as far as i know but i know at one point and this is mind blowing right here so i know at one point they started mating and be, and that's how humans were were originally formed guys this is just on the tablets i'm sorry i got to keep reiterating this you can choose to believe what you want you can so there's really anyway so the reason that we're split brain is because back in the day when the martians came and, and fused with the indigo children all their children had both components so they had the love and compassion nurturing left brain and the right brain the dominant uh, power-driven force, which is why, boom, look at us right now. That is why we're split brain nowadays. Very interesting stuff, right? Even if it's, even if it may not be real or could be real, it's still a really entertaining story and really makes you think. Like, uh, for example, they talk about like how, how Jesus was formed, and how the reason Mary Magdalene was a virgin and how she was able to birth a son is because her and Joseph formed um made it in the fourth dimension which made her a virgin in the third dimension so that's how like god's son was able to be superimposed through a womb while her still being um a virgin into earth essentially and so yeah so that in turn when you ask about atlantis and egypt that's uh that's what i have on that and so Uh, let's see. Next question. Yo, what's up, Scott? I had one question. What do you believe happens after we die? I would say it's just a whole game of dimensions. I think, I think after we die, you're either going to go down to the second dimension, which some call hell, or you're going to go up to the fourth dimension, which I don't think is heaven, but it's a path towards heaven because Einstein proved with string theory, there are 12 to 15 different dimensions. And I think that every time you elevate, it's a different and harder challenge. So the challenge that we have in this third dimension is to live a life of little ego and to live a life where you help people and not hurt people and just live a pure life. And if you're able to do that, your soul is brought to the fourth dimension where there could be a whole new challenge, but it's a more divine um, location and then maybe you just travel up all these dimensions until you fuse with God himself at the very top that's just possibly what I think only one way to find out though all I know is that DMT is secreted from your brain when you die so it has something to do with like we can definitely kind of get a glimpse into it when 
we uh, do DMT. I've never done it before, but when people do, that's kind of like what's going to happen when you die, but a more natural way. Okay. This guy says, I'm 16 and I wanted to take LSD. I'm not some crazy kid. It's just because I have the craziest dreams every night. I'll wake up for the first five minutes and think they are real because of how real they felt. I need fucking help, but don't want to ask. This is too precious. I wouldn't do LSD at your age for sure. I'd wait until you're at least 25 and don't let anyone tell you differently. But you have a gift. You're, you have a gift for dreams, man. And there's such big significance to dreams that what you need to start doing every day is right when you wake up, write down as much detail as possible because the more you write down, the more you'll remember and the more you'll remember your future dreams. So that's why I say right that. I wouldn't mess with something like that uh, at your age personally. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. Sorry. If some of these are literally like 10 paragraphs and it's just like, wait, I can't really, can't really get into that. Uh, that one's long. That one's very long. Mm. Okay. This goes, here's a good one. <laughs> Do you think the moon landing was real? Hey, Scott, I believe the moon landing was fake because when they take off from Earth, Earth, they have that launch facility, but how did they land the rocket, get out, walk about, then get back in and take off off the moon? It doesn't make sense to me, but I'd like to get your take on it. I mean, it's possible for them to obviously do that. It's uh, because they launched the... They didn't land the rocket. They launched the rocket, and the, the rocket breaks off, and then they're in that uh, orbiter, I believe is the name of it. And then the orbiter has thrusters, which is, allows them to bring down to the, the moon. I'm not sure what to think on the moon landing, honestly. There's a lot of sketchy things around that moon landing. So many sketchy things around that moon landing. Like, for example, that guy in the NASA documentary in like 2000, he was like, oh, man, I would love to go back to the moon. I would love it. But unfortunately, we've destroyed all the technology and footage from that moon landing. Like, what? The moon landing 40 years? We can't do that? It's been 40 years and we can't do that again because you destroyed the not only the technology but all the film and photos from it too? I don't buy that personally. I I don't know if the moon landing is necessarily fake. All I know is they're 100% hiding something and nobody can tell me different than that. Nobody can tell me different than that. There's, like, because there's, like, there's certain things where you can like see the strings and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was fake. Uh, the way they explained it on Joe Rogan was what probably happened was they did a bunch of takes like in a studio set where it looks like they're on the moon, not only to like practice the filming of it for when they actually get to the moon, but if the footage were to be damaged or something were to happen on the way back, where they wouldn't be able to display this for the world to see, because remember we were in the space race with Russia, that they would have these as a backup. Because there's definitely been some verified, fabricated photos from the moon landing that were in like newspapers and stuff. And um, that's just a fact. You can look that up. That's a 100% fact. But that might not mean it's necessarily fake. It just means that 
we're in a space race with Russia. And if we were to go back and then come down and all that, and with no footage or photos to show for it, like one giant step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Like that was incredibly patriotic and special. Every, every American was, was so proud to be an American when that happened. It, Imagine if they just were like, okay, guys, yeah, we went to the moon. Now we're back. <laughs> we didn't get any photos or videos. They all blew up. They all uh, got saturated in the atmosphere coming back. But Or like the, the signal was disconnected. We couldn't do it, but we made it. Just trust us. Just trust us. We made it. So, yeah, I don't even know what to, what to think about that. Okay. This is going to be the last question right here because I like to stretch these out for just about an hour. Okay. Okay. Uh, I probably won't end on any of these questions. I just want to... Um, um, sorry. I just want to end it with this. I always talk about never listening to anybody who's never done whatever it is you're trying to do or you're going to end up not doing it just like them. It's common sense, but uh, a strange phenomenon that I've been recognizing lately is there. I'll have like childhood friends who we both grew up in the same spot, but only different, and we, all, we both through, went through the same schools, the only difference is that I got like a 2.0 when I dropped out of college while some of them, you know, put five hours a day into studying, 4.0, all of this, put 20 years of their life into getting the job and they get the job and they're unhappy. Or like, um, it, it, it's essentially like this. Um, people want to see you grow. Like they want to see you level up, but they do not want to see you go above them. And so I've had certain things said to me by like my fr uh, like friends' parents before, because they or like for uh, one of my old bosses, like would say how proud he how proud of he uh, he is of me. But this is right when things started, and now I find that he's talking shit behind my back, which is ironic because I could put this fucker away for a long time in jail. And I'm not kidding when I say that I could put this guy away for a long time in jail. So I hope you're watching this. You know who you are. I hope you're watching this because I could put you in jail anytime I want. And you know that for a fact. So you better stop talking shit on me. And I, I get this a lot. So like a lot of uh, not only like childhood friends or even high school friends will doubt me. But the more I succeed, the more they throw shade at me and the more they they try to like talk down to me. And it's it's a very weird phenomenon, like very strange. And this is why I still to this day, at least in St. Louis, I hang out with my core group of friends who were there for me when I was dropout buster. My core group of friends. It's because I've had people hit me up, be like, bro. Oh my God, congratulations on it. We should totally hang out. Obviously, they're wanting to hang out for advice. And all the while, like my other friend will be like, yeah, he's actually talking shit on you in the Snapchat group saying that 
you went broke and that's why you had to move back from LA when it's obviously the COVID thing. So not only should you not listen to the people who have never done whatever it is you're trying to do, you're going to end up not doing it just like them. You should really look at the person who who's giving you whatever, whoever, if like, for example, if someone's talking down to you, you should really look at that person and be like, is this an opinion coming from a source? Is what this person's saying, should this, should what this person's saying have any effect on the way that I'm living or my mentality when he's coming from that or he's living like that or he's doing this on a daily basis? I don't want any to do anything to do with that. So even a person's opinion on you, and this is why hate comments have not bothered me for years, because and when someone tries to talk down to you or treats you a certain way or, or brings hate or throws shades or whatever, I just look at this person and I'm like, you aren't more successful than me. You're working for someone else. You're not happy, I know that. Uh, you're not, not only do you not have your dream, you're not even going after your dream, you're going after the safe route. So why would I allow that opinion to affect me? And furthermore, why would I want to even be around this person when they're not going for this or they're, they're trying to stop me from going from that? Or like a lot of these people who initially were giving me praise are now trying to yank me down like, yo, buddy, hey, I said you can raise up. You can't pass me, though. You can't pass me, though. I, sh- I really should expose my former boss, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm, very, I'm touching very lightly on the subject, but the depth of that conversation, if I started talking about it right now and got into the details, this guy would be in jail, 100%. There's not a doubt in my mind. The things I've witnessed and experienced... And I was, I, I've been completely quiet on this because he did give me initial praise at the beginning. And then someone recently told me, oh, he's talking shit behind, on you, behind your back. And I'd rather not go into any more detail uh, down that route because then some major repercussions would come to potentially me, but definitely to him. But what a way to end this podcast off, right? Wow. I didn't think I'd even touch on that subject, but maybe one day. Maybe one day, but it would have to be done in a different route because if someone's done me wrong in the past, I, I, I'll just ignore it or whatever. But if I find out that they're talking and shit, to especially people that I know, um, all bets are off. My guys, like, you should know better. You should know better with the things I know about you. But anyway, guys, that was quite the end. I got pretty heated there, but thank you guys so much for listening to this. Like... If you listen, if if you made it this far, comment therapy gang, therapy gang, because you guys are my therapy. I don't have a therapist personally. Maybe I should, but doing this is so therapeutic for me. I can't even begin to explain how beneficial I find it. So like these solo podcasts are so therapeutic because I got all that out. And guess what? I'm feeling way more calmer, even though my food's probably going bad in the sun around the corner. And my, my left leg is asleep and it's that tingling sensation trying to wake up. I feel so much better than when I started this podcast. And I hope you guys can even hear that on my voice. But I hope you enjoyed this one. So thank you. Peace.